Hey gang, it's Harold. I'm podcasting to you from the bunker. In the interest of distracting myself and my gaming friends, I'm reaching out to some interesting people to ask them what they're doing game-wise. With such a big time dividend, I want to hear what they're playing, designing, or thinking about. No CNN, no CNBC, just games. My production obsession will have to be put on hold, as I'm most interested in communicating with you rapidly and with some interesting content. This podcast documents a discussion with great designer John Butterfield. Hello, John. Harold Buchanan. Hey, Harold. How you doing? <laughs> doing I, good. I, your call is so unexpected. <laughs> well, I, uh, I I thought I would surprise you with a with a call. Excellent. I'm yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> good. Uh, shocked and delighted. <laughs> good. That's excellent. John, I appreciate you taking the time to talk about some games. Ground rules. Uh, if you if you're willing to accept them, or no discussions of medical issues, political issues, or issues in the financial markets. Yes, I I totally understand that. I'm trying to think if any of my games deal with those issues. I I, I guess they kind of do, but that's okay. Well, it's funny. I I recorded uh, a call with Joel Toppin just a few minutes ago, and he said, uh, "I have to admit, though, I have been playing Pandemic." Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, someone at work was telling me trying to you know find things to do with their kids, and they, they were playing Pandemic, and I said that's not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, first of all, it's a cooperative game, which means that you'll all be at each other's throats anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's uh, it you know, it it it's kind of harmless, right, with the cubes and the. I I, I prefer the uh, Fall of Rome version. Oh, you mean there's a Fall of Rome version of Pandemic? Yes. Yes. Yes, I haven't played it, though, but yes. I heard it's very good. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, if you want history, that's not your game, but it's certainly the same game wrapped up in, in that sort of uh, that sort of theme, which makes it a little more interesting to me. Yeah. So, uh, John, I'd love to know, what are you going to do with a time dividend, uh, if you have one, and even if you don't, what what games are you planning um, I know you're working on a handful of designs that I have a thousand questions about. What, what have you been playing or what's on your mind now game-wise? Um, well, in terms of uh, design, I'm, I've got three things going on or recently completed. Um, from uh, Compass Games, uh, the first game in the World War II Commander series called Battle of the Bulge just came out. And that's based on my iPad game called Battle of the Bulge that Shenandoah Studios published. Yes. Uh, geez, like f- six years ago now they published that. Um, and uh, that's the first in a series. There will be more of them. There was a, a game designed by Ted uh, uh, Racer and a game by Mark Herman uh, on Moscow and on El Alamein. And then I designed another game in that series as well that wasn't ever published. And that may end up being the second game from uh, Compass. And I guess they kind of semi-announced it. So I'll I'll say that that game will be on uh, Operation Market Guard. Oh, terrific. terrific. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, that it was tested. It was all ready to go into production with Shenandoah, but they never quite got to it. So it's it's ready to go in terms of of uh, play balance and um, uh, and and bug testing. Uh, but Battle of the Bulge is a it's a very simple introductory level war game, area based, impulse based movement. Uh, can play in about three hours. Uh, we had planned to do a tournament of it at WBC. I guess if WBC happens, uh, we'll be uh, running an introductory tournament of that game. Uh, Great. But in the meantime, yeah, it just became available on uh, uh, from Compass. You know, um, uh, I, I love that game. I played that a lot on my iPad. And um, I'm looking forward to a full rule set. <laughs> uh, yeah, now because it's a board game, we made a few changes. Uh, even though the iPad game is of a board game experience, the the software was taking care of a certain amount of bookkeeping and and some of the decision making uh, to make things flow more smoothly across the digital landscape with two players. But once you're face to face with cardboard, some of those things change. So you, you if you know the game well, you'll notice a few changes. But I think in terms of face to face play, it's all for the better. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. And I'm sure that, um, you know, I remember I also tested uh, for Eric Lee Smith, a Gettysburg game that he was working on with the intention of releasing it under the Shenandoah name. Yes. And he had, uh, there were some things in it. He said, test it as if it's a board game. But there were some things in it, for example, um, unit strength chits from one to ten that became so fiddly that the game was painful to play. And and so, you know, the feedback continued to be, as a board game, this is really fiddly. <laughs> but I'm sure right. as well, a, it's a piece of software, it wouldn't make any difference at all. What you're saying is, is things were reducing its strength from 10 to 9 to 8 to 7 and exactly. so forth. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. As a computer game, no problem. You, would, you wouldn't notice the difference. It was uh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that... Similar thing happens in the Battle of the Bulge game. It has strength point reduction, but I simplified it so that I think the strengths went up to uh, eight, and and I changed it so it's no more than six. So instead of having strength chits, you actually have, if it's a six-strength unit at full strength, you have three counters, one of which you use at a time. So you don't have a lot of counters on the board. You don't have chits under counters, things like that. Yeah, it's interesting the difference, and and the other thing that was great about the Battle of the Bulge was the AI. I thought was 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 pretty good. Was that something you were involved in? I was involved in the planning of that, but uh, they they brought in two uh, uh, expert uh, programmers in AI to really make that work. Now the board game version is two player. There's not a solitaire version of it, so. That's not that's not an issue in this case. Uh, yeah, but they were very proud of the AI they they put into that game. Now, when Slytherin uh, purchased the Shenandoah properties, and now they publish the Bulge game, I think they re I think they changed a lot of the AI. I'm not sure. I haven't been involved in it, but I heard they changed it. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing that's just been done. Uh, and I, 
the follow-on game I'm not going to be starting on until probably the end of this year. So don't call Compass and say, where is World War II Commander Market Garden? Because they don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> they can't tell you. Uh, but uh, uh, in the meantime, I'm, I'm working with GMT on the first expansion for Space Corps. And uh, I'm working on that with, with Jason Carr uh, as the developer. And that is very far along. We're basically finished the development of the game. We're doing some uh, rules writing uh, tweaks now. And uh, artwork has begun. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, uh, space in Space Corp, each person plays a corporation. In the basic game, the corporations are are generic. They they're all the same at start, and then how you play the game starts to differentiate them. In this expansion, there will be fourteen different corporations in the box, and you choose the one you want to play. Um, and each one gives you different capabilities and limitations uh, from the outset. And some of them have kind of their own agenda and win the game in different ways than you would in the basic game. So it adds a lot of variety to play style uh, and also gives you more options in um, how to play, especially the third era. Uh, you can choose an entirely different victory condition if you want in terms of earning uh, victory points at the end of that era. Um, and the package will include a complete solo version for the new corporations uh, as well so that the solo game in the in the bot in the uh, basic game uh, can still be used with the new corporations and for those that want to tweak their solo game to make it more difficult uh, even without using the expansion corporations there's a new player aid that makes the solo game a little bit tougher uh, in the base game and in the expansion. Um, and uh, it's been great working with Jason on that. First time I've worked with him, and I look forward to working with him on other things too, which I think will happen. Um, uh, but for now, we're really looking forward to seeing this through production and getting it out there, hopefully, uh, in the fall. I have some concerns about Jason. I don't know if you share them. Um, I'm, I'm concerned that he doesn't sleep. I, yeah, he, I don't, he has his hand in a lot of things at GMT these days. But it doesn't seem to affect the quality of his work. No, no, he's uh, great. I, I, yeah, I know he did, he worked a lot on uh, on Tank Duel, right? Yes. And um, yeah, I know he's working on other things now as well. The game I'm working on now is Flashpoint South China Sea. And he created a solo uh, system for that. Oh, cool! It's really, it's really cool. It's a small number of cards, very elegant, very simple, and um, really, really kind of a breakthrough. And you, and you can appreciate more than anybody else that that simplicity is hard to come by. And so the solo system, he that wasn't part of the game originally. He's added that to the game. He's added it, right? So I, yeah. I shared yeah. the game with him in at the warehouse and uh he went home and came back the next day and said i'm going to i'm going to do a solo system for it and i'm going to do it like this and I said run with it and uh and it's wonderful it's great very very thought very thoughtful very interesting and 
And, you know, once again, not because it's complex, but because it's simple and it does a very nice job. Yeah, well, it sounds like, yeah, that's that's uh, right in his specialty. He'd be very good at that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's late in progress. And then the other large project I have going on, and it has been going on for a couple years now, is Enemy Action Kharkov, which will be published by Compass at the end of the year. Uh, and that is a follow-on to My Enemy Action Ardennes, which came out about uh, four years ago. Uh, so, so this one is on the Third Battle of Kharkov uh, on the East Front, World War II. That's the one where the uh, Soviets in the spring of 1943 uh, launched Operation Star and Gallup to kind of continue their westward thrust after the, their victories at Stalingrad. Uh, but they were stopped by... Uh, uh, von Manstein in what's called the backhand blow. Uh, so that is going to be just like Enemy Action Ardennes, a two-player game first, and there's a German solo version and a Soviet solo version. The two-player version is completely done, and um, we're already in production on counters that are used in all three games on uh, on the map. Uh, the game box is done. I think that's been posted. That's quite beautiful. Uh, I am tweaking rules for the German solo game now, and some playtesting is still going on uh, to finish up the uh, Soviet solo game. Um, and then we'll be putting that into uh, production uh, this spring, uh, both those games. So um, uh, coming along, it's been a, a lot of work. Uh, it's always difficult keeping track of three games at once when you make a change in one of them and you think, hmm, that might be good to make the other games too. And then it's, oh, but wait, you know, so you're, you're constantly trying to remember what you've changed and what you haven't and why you changed it in one game and why you didn't in the other. There was a good reason, but you forgot why. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's what I wake up to sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, and then sometimes I'll go back to a mechanism that I had, uh, that I changed and I have to be reminded of why I changed it in the first place. Yeah. Down. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I, I need, I need someone just to keep logs on everything <laughs> and then that helped me find the logs. Right. It's technology change logs would work, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's enough technology in my day job. So I, that's, that's why I love paper and cardboard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you uh, are you taking any time to play anything but your own games? Um, I I have been uh, since uh, since being a little more sequestered. I haven't been able to. I had to cancel some things that, that had been planned. So I need to embrace the ways of Vassal and things like that, so I can uh, get back into it. Like uh, uh, I was going to be going to GMT West. Uh, at the end of April, and, and that's been canceled, of course. Uh, I had been planning to play Holland 44, uh, Mark Simonich's game, with my friend James Terry. So I, I got to get in touch with him and set it up over Vassal. I understand there's a module for that. Um, uh, and uh, probably the same thing with some of the games we'd planned to play at uh, Consum World Expo, which just got pushed back, uh, I think, to August. Um, so I'd actually planned to pull out, uh, 
my old game, Hell's Highway, which I haven't played really since it was published. So uh, we, we were going to play that. And I also wanted to, uh, I got um, from New England Simulations, Jaws of Victory, the, the Course in Pocket game uh, uh, from Mark Henkel's company. Uh, Milt, I forget his last name, was the designer of that. Chin -chin. Janowski, I might be wrong on that. Uh, anyway, that game looks fantastic, and we were going to try to push that around. Uh, so uh, I might just maybe try to do some solo on that. Um, but, you know, the game design takes up a, a lot of my time, and I also like to play non-war uh, uh, games. Uh, I've been playing Wingspan with my wife. I think that's a delightful game. Um, and... Uh, I was going to play, I just got a, a game called Robinson Crusoe, which looked kind of interesting. And I was going to play it with my sister, but then she said, ah, social distance. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, I was looking for an on for, for some kind of module for that, but I, I couldn't find one. Isn't that uh, the nature of Robinson Crusoe is social distancing? Yeah, that's for sure. That's a good point. There is a solo version, and so I, I, I might play it on my own. But, but I, I think we, we all, we all crave social closeness when we can't have it. So, uh, yeah, do, doing things like Vassal may, may be the solution. I just haven't really uh, kicked that off yet. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And you said you haven't played much Vassal, or you have? Uh, I've only used it to facilitate testing of. Uh, of my games, you know, and, and, and then using it as, as a tool for, for, for doing testing myself and with other people. Right. Uh, I don't think I've actually played, you know, just other people's games on Vassal. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the other option that's out there is uh, tabletop simulator, which has a lot of, um, a lot of kind of non-war games. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just downloaded that on steam and I was noticing there's kind of an official, list of games that you pay for and that the then the, the the publisher and the designer i guess are you know it's it's, it's uh th they get paid for doing them and then there's this place in simulator called workshop where people have just uploaded game components from different games and and uh it's kind of like the wild west uh, uh so i saw space corp in there even though it wasn't done by me or by gmt so i kind of don't know what to make of that i i guess it's kind of like people who put games on vassal um but it uh i don't know yeah i think uh you know decorum, all in a business discussion here decorum kind of requires that you you ask permission of at least some uh -huh. right before you put the game on vassal Right, so maybe maybe they did. Maybe uh, I don't know if they did or not. They, they might have got permission from GMT. Is, um, is uh, Space Corp available on Vassal? Yes, yes. There was a playtest version done by uh, Joel Toppin, and then it was I, I think the it was then refined, and it's available uh, on Vassal for anyone now. Um, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, GMT I think's been very good about uh, about providing that, and and you know the assumption is that people will own the game before they play it. Not always the case. At least somebody at the table should own it. Mm -hmm. That would certainly right. be fair. Right. But not always. Uh, not always the case. 
yeah, so then I'm looking forward to finishing up uh, Kharkov, uh, hopefully by the summer, and then and then turn to new things like uh, uh, like the Market Garden game using the uh, the Battle of the Bulge system, but also some uh, other new things. I have a couple of projects I want to do with GMT and and Jason uh, that I'm very excited about, but don't want to talk about yet. Uh, but uh, I'm just kind of itching to uh, to clear the decks at this point uh, so that I can really start focusing on those. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's a you know I'm still working full time, and so I just kind of squeeze in the work on the games. But uh, my plan is at the end of this year to retire from that other full time work, so uh, I can actually increase my game design output and time. So I'm looking forward to that. That would be great. And more time to go to uh, events like you know. Uh, uh, your San Diego event. That was great when I was able to go last year. Uh, yeah, we, we had a great time and a great time having you there. Good meeting your sister, I think, as well, right? Yes, that's right. She came down as well. And uh, so it was it was good fun and hope you can do it again. We're, uh, we're in the same state, so it shouldn't be too far, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just, and I, I hope you're far enough in the future that you won't be affected. Uh, um one of the big ones I go to is WBC. At the moment, it's still scheduled, but we'll see. That's the last week, July. Yeah. I go to Gen Con, which, which this year is uh, overlaps to some degree with WBC. Oh, that's right. And yeah. So, and so I'm trying to, you know, we're, we're doing the same mental math, right? Just kind of block out the dates. Make sure you know the dates that you have to cancel things to get your money back. And, and then, you know, hope that... Uh, Hope that we're able to get together, and and worst case we get together in another year, and that'll be okay too. Yeah, yeah. And then last year there was a really nice convention I went to in Toronto called Breakout Con. Uh, I I thought that was it was a beautiful venue right in downtown, and and a, a great array of of gaming of all kinds. Um, and um, uh, I'd like to go back to that sometime. But they just they they had to. Uh, cancel their event it was this spring for this this year i don't know if they've rescheduled i think they said they've moved that that to october but uh yeah i highly recommend that one yeah it'll be a little bit of a little bit of chaos over the summer mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. con schedule but uh maybe we'll be able to do all this online <laughs> do some after action reports publications and a lot of vassal yeah, and you know, uh, with I'm working at home from my day job, and we do everything you know through virtual meetings, like on on Zoom or or other uh, software, and it it's pretty cool. I mean, the the way the um, the way the technology has allowed you to you know simultaneously simultaneously see like you know seven, ten, twelve other people that you're meeting with. And uh, it's all crystal clear, and the sound is good, and you can share whatever's on your screen. And you know, uh, I I could see that creating some interesting gaming get-togethers. It, it will. I, I um, <clears throat> you know, I've uh, we, we've uh, the university's adopted Zoom as the mechanism to deliver classes this next quarter. Yeah, it's excellent. And and so uh, I've been toying with it, and there's a lot of very interesting things that that I think will make a difference. You know, not just for this. 
uh, quarter, but but in the future, and then even in in the war game area. For example, you know, I can share uh, I can share a number of things on my screen. Any app that's up on my computer, I can share with the class and everybody that's watching. But I can also share if my iPad is on. My iPad can take over the meeting and share, and I can imp basically make my iPad a whiteboard and use it for notes um, and share that with the students as well. And then, you know, the, the IT people tell me it's also okay to, 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 to buy a camera that either sits above, you know, your, your paper, your, your slides, or the note paper that you're using. And if we can do that, we can do that with games. Mm -hmm. So we should, you know, I think there's going to be some really interesting applications. And we're just starting to see a little bit of that. Um, you know, some of the some of the war gamers in YouTube have begun sharing and putting together little little meetings and sharing those. And they're kind of fun um, and interesting. I think, you know, we're all kind of trying to figure out what everyone's appetite tight for this is the. You know, some of these discussions go for three hours, and I don't, I don't know that that's the right bite size. Um, but uh, you know, I think we're going to see uh, a lot more technology in bringing, um, you know, bringing our games to the forefront and and making us all inter more interactive, which is amazing, right? I mean, you think about 30 years ago, we weren't interactive hardly at all, except for the letters we'd write to Avalon Hill with rules questions. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's interesting what you say about three hours being too long. I agree. Some some fatigue can set in and and you need to break it up. But uh, the idea that you can, you know, basically send whatever it is that you want to share. Uh, pretty cool. I, I, I would I could see that with image recognition uh, going where it's going, that you could put a camera over a board game map, a board game. And the computer could just understand where every piece is and where it's being moved and actually translate that over to anyone else remotely. That uh, we're not far from that because, yeah, image recognition is getting amazing. Yes. Well, you're well beyond my technical abilities. But, you know, uh, I was just thinking about, you know, Joel Toppin and I have talked about playing a game on Vassal using Zoom, selecting the Vassal app in the PC, right? And and basically, pre, you know, presenting the, the Vassal module that we're playing. Right. As we play it. Now, I don't know who would be interested in watching us play a game. And, and you know, certainly not for three or four hours, but, you know, the, the potential to teach that way is really incredible as well. Right, especially if, you know, you edit something and, and put it together as like a teaching video or... Uh, or, you know, showing strategies. Yeah, not showing the whole thing, but like, you know, highlights. You know, kind of like baseball highlights. Yes, perfect, yeah. ESPN. Yeah. There'll be an ESPN for war games on every evening. Right. Playing the greatest moves of that evening. Here's the turning point three to one attack. <laughs> <laughs> and you rolled a six. <laughs> that's great well that's probably yeah. a good place for us to to stop john i, I uh, appreciate you taking the time and um let me let me say you know good health to you and 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 good times to you and your family and and uh i appreciate the time and let's let's do this again 
Thanks, Harold, and, and to yours as well, and, and to whoever you're talking to next, uh, uh, wish them well as well if they know who I am. And uh, yeah, keep this up. This is really cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, we'll talk again okay. soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.